Hello! So today I'm going to talk about some ideas that came to me from various sources, actually. Uh, just kind of a collection of ideas. I've been in the middle of a cut, and it's been up and down, as cuts always are. And it seems that when it rains, it pours. And there was several ideas that that I began thinking about, and I thought it was worth... Keeping them all kind of in the same place here. And there are ideas that kind of follow along what I've been doing with this podcast as a whole, which is trying to find philosophical advantages to pushing forward. Because I think anybody who has um, trained for long enough, successfully enough, acknowledges that there's more to success than just doing the work. There's there's keeping yourself motivated to move forward, and there's various good practices that we can find that will help get the most out of ourselves. So I came across a few of these, and those are the things I'm about to talk about. About three and a half or so weeks into my cut, I had a fun experience, I guess, with it. Fun in quotes. And if you've ever cut, you you probably know what it's like. Uh, where what happened was basically I was I was making amazing progress, and I decided, okay, I'm, I'm, it's probably I'm probably due for you know like a cheat day. I don't really want to because I'm making good progress. But on the other hand, I don't want my program, my progress to slow down. So, you know, I'll, I'll have a cheat, not even day, like half day. And so I did that. So as expected, my weight was up the next day. And then uh, that day, that was Sunday. And so I decided, okay, well, you know what? I've been training really hard. I've been training every day, doing stuff. I probably need a physical break. So I didn't train on Sunday. And uh, and once again, my weight was up again to the point where I was like two pounds heavier. And it's discouraging. It's very discouraging to think, well, I did what I was supposed to do and my weight went up. And it it's probably less discouraging th- this way. Then when, say, you're in the heat of a diet, say you had a really great couple days and you, you know, you followed your uh, protocol and then for whatever reason the scale shows you're heavier. That's extremely frustrating. But mine was frustrating too because, again, you're, you're trying to do the right things and, and not seeing the results you want. Um, I did manage to get over it and say, okay, well, I'll use it as conviction to go harder. I'm still without a freaking gym. There's rumors that they might reopen sometime this week because our COVID numbers have been low, but I don't know. I, that would be nice, but it also means shifting uh, what I've been doing and, and coming up with 
changing my program again, but I guess I'm okay with that if it means having a gym. It just means I'm going to have to figure out what kind of training pro- protocol I want to do, and I have an idea on that, so it's not a big deal. Um, and actually, a change would be good, in fact, because I'm getting tired of this at-home training stuff. I came up with a program that's pretty doable. It's been more doable than any of the other at-home programs I've tried before, but still. Anyway, I've been I've been trying to um, dilute my mind with good, positive programming in terms of diets, and I came across a few good ideas there. As, as you know, the title of this podcast ought to imply that I'm very interested in the idea of approaching body recomposition from a psychological and, and philosophical standpoint. So taking on the kind of mental um, attitudes and, and uh, ideologies, I guess, that would be beneficial in terms of trying to get the most out of yourself. I, I think it, it can't be understated how important that is. I think sometimes it gets a bit forgotten, a little bit lost. Um, so one of the ideas that that I heard about is the idea of when we tell ourselves we can't do something, it it's like being a parent to yourself. And when our parents or authority figure of whatever tell us you can't do this, our natural instinct as people, I don't know why this is, but I'm sure there's a good reason for it, um, but oftentimes our natural instinct is to rebel against that and say, well, that's exactly what I want to do. And in this case, that's exactly what we don't want. We don't want to be in the, the position where we're fighting ourselves. So we have to change the way we message these things to ourselves so that instead of saying, well, you can't do so-and-so, it's like, well, I choose to not do so-and-so or something along those lines. This, of course, is very closely related to the idea I talked about in one of my somewhat recent episodes where I said change have to to get to as a great technique for uh, instilling good habits. And that's all to do with making doing the right things easier. Because just using sheer willpower is good, it's important, but it's not really the best long-term option. A better long-term option is making doing the right things enjoyable and, and easier. So we don't have to rely completely on willpower. And likewise, making the things we don't want to do harder on ourselves. So actually, I I did this in a, in a way. I had some desserts that I, I wanted to save for a cheat day. And what I actually did was I stuffed them to the back of the uh, freezer where they were out of sight, where I wouldn't readily see them. And this actually helped a lot throughout the last week. I noticed that anytime I go to the freezer, I kind of kind of forgot about them. And if, if even if I wanted to cheat, it would be harder. I'd have to dig through things to, to get at it and that. So making the good things desirable and easy to do, making the bad things more challenging to do. Uh, Similarly, uh, and I think it falls along the lines of willpower, is accountability. 
creating some kind of some kind of a method of accountability, um, measuring ourselves, uh, checking in on ourselves. And for me, this involves two things. It's measuring my weight daily and, uh, and logging food. I think it's a little bit underappreciated the power of daily accountability. And I know part of it for me, um, taking my weight every single day is far better in terms of my results and, and my mindset far better than doing it weekly and I don't you know thing is you can have an off day at any point and you know this and you, you're just looking for a downward trend but the thing is if you have an off day a, da- a bad day and, it, and that's your one day a week, say, to measure, then if, if that's the way you prefer to do it is weekly, then perhaps you could feel your whole week is blown. Or maybe, maybe the week before you had an unnormally good day, and then the week after you have an unnormally bad day. And if you look at it just in, in terms of the weeks, it would look like you... Uh, you took a step back and those kinds of things get extremely discouraging extremely quickly so personally I found doing it every day is better so once in a while there will be a down day once in a while there will be a uh, an up day I guess you could call it just unnormally uh, high progress day but it balances itself out a lot quicker. Um, and, and plus, you know, just having the daily thing, the more regular you can make your accountability without becoming too obsessive, the better usually. And this is why I find uh, food logging to be very helpful. Um, having that hour-by-hour accountability keeps me on the straight and narrow as far as my diet is concerned. So just to sum up those ideas, uh, nice and neat here, um, I, I believe the first one I talked about is reframing the way we talk to ourselves. So tr- try to catch ourselves when we're putting limitations on ourselves to instead try to frame those in a way that is more, let's say, empowering. So it's, it's a choice. It's a decision. It's what we want. Uh, that way we don't have to fight against ourselves. Um, also uh, putting in, uh, making the good habits we want to do easier and more appealing and making the ones we don't want a little bit harder to do. That way we don't have to rely long term on self-discipline. Obviously we want it, we want to instill good practices, but we want to make those easier to accomplish, easier to do. And we do want to have some level of willpower. I believe there was some studies suggesting that people with better willpower performed better. So we do want to strengthen those skills, but we also want to not have to rely on them. Um, And then just, um, actually Lane Norton said something interesting. Uh, He mentioned that people being on a program, on a structured program, tended to do be more adherent and that structured program 
could be something as goofy as Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig or whatever, according to him. Um, so actually having a structured program, that's one I kind of missed. And now I'm kind of in the practice of I make my own programs. I find that enjoyable. But why I find that interesting is that I've always thought that when you invest in yourself, when you say buy a fitness program, you're invested, you're, you tend to stick with it. And I, I don't know the exact reasons why, but uh, that seems to be the case that when you, um, uh, when you invest in some kind of a program, a fitness program, then, then the structure of it itself is part of maybe what keeps you adherent. So, um, uh, and, and of course, measuring yourself regularly, um, self, uh, self-monitoring type techniques. So, uh, that was it. Dan, catch you next time.